When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And the Calgary Flames have won the Stanley Cup! We're the winners! We're the winners! Yeah, baby! Yeah, baby! Yeah, baby! Flames fans, welcome to episode 32 of Blasty's Corner. You got Grant, you got Chris with you this week. Uh, Chris, I got a very exciting host, uh, guest host, I should say. You're replacing me already, Grant. I see. No, 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 (laughs) not not quite there yet. But no, this is an amazing guest uh, that we have on the podcast today. I'm not sure if you keep up with um collegiate hockey but uh recently the u of a golden bears beat the u of c dinos Hmm. in the can west semifinals so the u of a golden bears are going to the can west finals so i thought i was able to um nail down an interview with a special guest, he is an associate, an assistant, and video coach of the University of Alberta Golden Bears. We've got Coach Marcus Chang on the podcast. Marcus, how are we doing today, buddy? Good, good. How are you guys doing? <laughs> we're doing good. I gotta say, Chris, I was. Uh, we were hoping for more of a reaction. Oh, I'm, I'm I'm happy to see him. It's been a while. I don't even recognize him. Uh, with the beard on his face there. Yeah, it's been a while, Chris. Good to see you again. It is good to see you, Marcus. So, how are things going? And uh, yeah, Chris, why don't or sorry, Marcus, why don't you tell us a bit about uh, your your journey to the Can West Finals, and uh, you know, just a little bit about your role with with the team and and all of that. How how's uh, how's the season been for you guys? Obviously. Season's been great. Uh, typical Bears hockey fashion. We finished first in Canada West. I think our record was, what was it, 16-3-1 to secure first place. We uh, beat every team. And uh, we go into Canada West Finals playing UBC Thunderbirds. A little bit of a redemption series. Last time the Bears met up with the Thunderbirds, they 
upset us in the quarterfinals, so we're looking to get a little redemption there and and take Canada West championships and then move on to the national championships after that. Um, but yeah, it's been a great season. Lots of fun, lots of learning. The boys have developed and uh, done a lot of learning throughout the whole season. It's been it's been great to be a part of. Um, and then what was the second part of the question, Grant? Uh, just just your role with the team. Uh, like how how have you really been able to prepare for it all season? And um, like, because I remember you mentioning that you know you 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 do watch NHL games and try to take some clips from there and and try to you know uh, get some skills out of that and and teach it to the uh, to the players as well. So uh, how, how effective is that? And how often do you really do that? Oh yeah. So my role at the team, assistant coach and video coach, um, I'm, uh, not on the bench during the games when I'm up top live coding the games and then providing feedback, uh, in between periods to the coaching staff and, uh, helping kind of make little tweaks and adjustments that, that we need to do or re- revisiting different things that happen within the game. Um, then I'm also doing the pre-scouting for the other teams so that could be watching two, three, four or five games back in the past and picking out different tendencies and things that they like to do, maybe matchups that they want to do and uh, lineup combinations, things like that. And then the other part of the role is at practices, just helping design the practice, run the practice, you know, moving, moving pucks around and giving feedback and on the ice and different things like that i also do a lot of the skill stuff with the team as well so uh with the way we run it we have uh, skills before actual team practice so we'll run that for 10 15 minutes and there'll be different skill things that we think we need to work on and uh that's kind of the role in a nutshell it's been it's been awesome a lot of fun lots of learning that sounds a lot of fun. So generally, uh, like, what's what's a typical week for you guys? You, you guys have practice every other day? Um, yeah, you travel typical, with the team lots? Yeah, a typical week would be uh, Monday to Friday. Um, depending if we had games on the weekend, it'd be Monday optional if we had games on the weekend and did well. If uh, we didn't do so well, it's probably practice Monday. We practice in the mornings uh, at 7.30, so it's early mornings. Probably get to the rink around 6.30 a.m. Uh, just so we can get prepped for for the practice and talk about what we need to as coaches. And then uh, we probably go for about 40 minutes, 45 minutes, actual team practice. Um, and then Friday is typically optional because we play Friday nights, so it'll be optional for the guys. And then whoever's not playing will come out and we'll do some extra skill stuff and get them working so that they're ready to get back in the lineup if someone gets hurt or, or to help push the other guys so that they want to stay competitive and and keep their spot in the lineup. And then we'll play games typically Friday, Saturday in the regular season. And then playoffs is a three game set uh, on Sunday. If, if need be, hopefully, uh, hopefully we get the sweep and we don't have to play Sunday. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, for as far as travel, um, we, Canada West worked a little bit differently this year with COVID. So yeah, we only mm-hmm. had to travel. We traveled a lot to Calgary, uh, we played actually we played Mount Royal, all three games in Mount Royal, hmm. uh, which is kind of odd. And then uh, we also went to Saskatoon and Trinity Western and in BC. Those were our big trips this year. And then nice. obviously we got nationals coming up in Halifax, which will be a big, big trip mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. yeah, that's gonna be fun. And uh, you mentioned your record this season, sixteen three and one. I think you believe I believe you said so. 
uh, I guess with that kind of record, uh, not not too many bag skates this year, hey? Oh, we push them hard. We work them hard. I think that's <laughs> one of the differentiators of our program. We yeah, we work hard. The expectation every year is that we want to win and we want to be the best team, top team in, in Canada West and hopefully the country. And um, you walk into Claire Drake, you see all the banners, and that's kind of just painted out for you. You can see all the history and tradition of the program. It's really cool when you walk into that. And when the arena is bumping, it's, it brings a lot of energy. It's it's fun to be a part of, fun environment. Nice. Yeah. Has there been uh, a lot of full houses this season? or uh, uh, Full houses as far as COVID restrictions, yeah. yeah. We've, uh, we usually have a pretty sold-out barn. And then uh, now I think uh, I think they've lifted those at the university there. So so I'm expecting a big crowd this weekend for Canada West Finals against UBC. Yeah. That is on the 18th. Yeah, 18th to 20th. Yeah. Yep. Well, I'll definitely be there for the 18th. I think that'll be a, a good time. And um, yeah, that sounds awesome. So you're going to any um, any big names that uh, that fans would know about uh, on the team? I think you remember you saying that one of the Flames minor league goaltenders is is currently playing with, with the U.S. Yeah, we have uh, former uh, Stockton Heat goalie Nick Schneider in the net. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as well as uh, Luke Phillips, younger brother, another Flames AHL player. Uh, he's on our team as well. He's in a great season. Um, and then, yeah, a bunch of – they're all long WHL guys, so I don't know how closely you follow WHL, but they've all had successful careers in the WHL. I'd hate to not – I'd hate to miss someone and not single them out. They've all had great <laughs> careers, and that's why they're part of the Bears program, so, yeah. Absolutely. And you have coached before, like um, just uh, Pee Wee minor. Uh, yeah, I was coaching, coaching in, in Calgary um, at a U18 level. Mm-hmm. Um, had some good success there and did all my coaching certifications, things like that, like HP1, Development 1. I'm doing my Hockey Canada Skills Coach certification. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's it's been a lot of fun and um, – that's kind of how I got into the role in the first place was doing the certifications. That's how I met the head coach and stayed in contact with him. And when I decided to go to grad school and do my MBA, I decided to reach out and see if they had any uh, need on the staff or someone. And I was like fortunate to get a, get a spot. And it's been a great learning experience. Yeah. That's awesome. So, so what has been the biggest difference between coaching uh, minors U18 and coaching at the collegiate level? Well, one, obviously the skill level. Mm-hmm. Uh, these guys are very good hockey players, very gifted individuals. Um, two would be the the preparation that goes into it. Um, when you're a volunteer coach in minor hockey, you kind of do the best you can. But at this level, it's it's a lot more work, especially with the video side. Um, yeah. You know, it doesn't end when you leave the rink. You're, you're watching video all the time and cutting different clips and stuff like that. So it's a lot more preparation. And then obviously the little details that go into everything, it's uh, it's just another level up and they can understand the game a little bit more than those Martin hockey players. So, yeah. so you can do a lot more with them and you can challenge them a little bit more and they can take it. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's been, that's probably the biggest differences. Yeah. yeah. So was there a steep learning curve for you when you first started or did you just kind of take it all in stride? Yeah, there, for me, there's definitely a steep learning curve. Um, took me a little bit to get up my find my feet, find my confidence again, and yeah. Um, 
but yeah, once you, you know, they're very welcoming. The, the guys are all very open to feedback and, and, you know, they know you're trying to help them out. So it's, uh, it's been good that way. And, and kind of once you get comfortable, then, then you're good to go. It's, uh, so yeah, definitely a steep, steep learning curve at first. Lots of stuff gets thrown at you by the head coach and other staff and, and yeah, it's, uh, you gotta pick it up quick, sink or swim mentality. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's awesome. And it sounds like you guys have been really swimming this whole season, uh, going into nationals it's involved in there. Like, is, is it such that every team can, can be in there or is it, I think you mentioned that it was can West finalists are able to go. Yeah. So the um, two teams in Canada West finals secure spot, and then OUA gets three, um, and the AUS, uh, has two, but they also have the hosts of three this year. Um, as well so it's eight teams total and then it'll be just single game elimination once you get there and they okay. base it based on rankings and how you did in the regular season and they try to try to spread it out so you're not playing teams in your conference but sometimes that, that ends up being what happens just based, based on the rankings right okay so you guys don't know you wouldn't know what, who your opponents are yet for for nationals no, the other conferences are still in their playoffs, so we don't know who will play yet. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the only one that's probably for sure is UNB. They're another strong program in U Sport. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's UNB is Northern? That's uh, New Brunswick. That's oh, New Brunswick. Uh, AUS. Yeah. Okay. And AUS is? That's the Atlantic uh, University ah. Sports Conference. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Well, that's that's really exciting, man. Um, do you have anything else to you want to add there, Chris, or any follow-up well, questions? Well, not really. What you got for me, Chris? Yeah, Marcus. Like, uh, never thought I'd see you in a coaching role. To be honest, after knowing you, but <laughs> but Noah, like, where do you where do you see this going for you? Like, is this something that you want to pursue, like, in your life, or is it something you're uh, just picked up on the side as you look for other things or like, what do you, what do you, what do you, where do you think this will lead? Yeah, I'd like it to lead into an, another coaching role, a more professional one. Um, mm -hmm. It's uh it's fun being at the rink all the time and coaching is a, it's always fun being at, on the ice and coaching. So love to do it uh, professionally, but we'll see what happens. See what, see what the future holds. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. And uh, I guess like for the finals upcoming, what uh, what's your biggest worry? Like, do you think do you think you have it, or like is there something that concerns you going <laughs> into the finals? Like, I mean, no records speak for themselves, but uh, there's always something on the coach's mind. You know? Yeah, we we still have to play the game. UBC has a very strong goalie. Um, they also have a very deep lineup, so it'll be it'll be a good matchup. Strong test. Uh, when we played them in the regular season, game one went into overtime, and then the second game we were able to get it done in regulation. So uh, it'll be it'll be a hard fought battle. I think uh, I think the boys will be fired up. We'll be prepared. I'm working on the pre scout. Uh, I was working on it last night, and then I'll finish it up today as well and go through through their games. Already got some ideas and some tendencies that uh, we gotta be aware of. So won't share that with you guys right now. But yeah, we, I will be prepared. We'll be oh ready, yeah, ready to go. They're watching us for sure, you know, for your yeah. sneak peeks. Yeah. You never know. You never know. <laughs> yeah. You guys are famous now. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, with you on the show, we're definitely famous now. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome though, Marcus. Thank you for, for jumping on and uh, we appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to, to jump on and talk hockey with us. We'll probably have you on again um, maybe after the finals, just uh, do a debrief and recap. Uh, hopefully it'll end up with a Golden Bears victory in the finals. And I'd like to say too that, well, I don't know if this will affect your standing, Marcus, but we're all Flames yeah. fans in this in this podcast. So yeah. um, just because we're cheering for the U of A Golden Bears does not mean that we have any type of, you know, Oh yeah, they give me grief about being a Flames fan in the coach's room all the time. Yeah, yeah. I think there's only I'm the only Calgary guy on the staff, and then there's a couple of Calgary players. Or I think actually only one player from Airdrie. So, so we stick together. We we always cheer on the Flames and give a little shout when uh, when they beat the Oilers. And so it was fun today to poke a little fun at the guys when get the big win last night. Yeah. Yes, big, big win. So that's that's good to hear, man. That's what I like to hear. But we'll, we'll take a quick break here. And then when we come back, Marcus mentioned it. We're going to talk about our two big victories against some very good teams in the Western Conference. So stay tuned. We'll be right back after this break. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. This episode of Blasty's Corner is brought to you by DraftKings. Hoops fans, latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is too good to pass up. I'm talking between the legs, 360 windmill good. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that Simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your province yet, you can still take your shot at a big payday. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars of do- in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NBA team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 or older, minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming sources. Void where prohibited, minimum $5 deposit. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Now, back to the show. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. And welcome back to the show. Uh, just for some context, backstory, the three of us have known each other since high school. Um, that's why we were able to nail Marcus down, uh, in fact. So uh, there's some history here. And Marcus and I were trying to surprise Chris, but we didn't get too much of a reaction in the end there so um i guess failure on our part but chris is just a, a bit of a poker face over here but that's right we're talking hockey now talking flames hockey uh huge huge victories against the colorado avalanche an overtime win and a three to one victory should have been three nothing against the oilers uh that oilers goal was was very much bullshit but um let's let's go over the the colorado game uh what a back and forth affair it was 3-3 for most of the er, until overtime obviously and um you know look at that 
you, you get Chillington out there with Johnny Gaudreau and Elias Lindholm instead of frickin' Zadorov. And I, I, I shouldn't say frickin' Zadorov. He's been good, but um, he shouldn't yeah. be out there in overtime. Uh, and we win 37 seconds into overtime. Uh, so were you guys able to watch the game at all? Um, I wasn't. I was at work. So I saw a couple of the highlights. Yeah, some yeah. nice goals, some good passing plays. Yeah, I caught I caught pieces of it. I probably watched seventy five percent of it. Yeah, yeah, off and on. yeah. No, it was a good game. I, I man, that Colorado team is going to be. Oh, they're going to be tough to beat in the playoffs. <laughs> anyone who anyone who plays them is going to have a heck of a time. They remind me a lot of the Flames. Actually, they just look very relentless on the forecheck, give you no time, and but they have also you know. We have some good guys too, but I mean, I think we probably both agree that they have more skill. So, like a more skilled yeah. Flames, um, different coach though. So maybe and goaltending might be a little bit of a weakness for them. So, uh, yeah, gonna be tough to beat them either way. Flames bent, but they didn't break. They they were get hemmed in a lot, but they managed to not let in that fourth goal. And then obviously Lindholm and Johnny on the game winner. That was a that was a huge play by Lindholm. Probably, hopefully, gets enough credit for that because big takeaway on Rantanen, and then yeah. that pass was uh, next level. Yeah, yeah, they have three game breakers, like real, true, all-world game breakers on that team. Um, good old Calgary boy, Cal McCarr being one of them. Nathan McKinnon, we all know Big Nate, and uh, obviously Miko Rantanen. Uh, big ups to our boy Daniel. Lada. we haven't had the opportunity to say that in a long time um he stepped in admirably was able he did let in three goals but i mean hey it's freaking colorado avalanche um you know he hasn't played in however long since that crazy game in in vancouver mm-hmm. uh for him to be able to step in and and got out a an overtime victory it was uh, very big for Vladar, big for his confidence. Uh, I do hope that Daryl begins to play him more uh, over the, the rest of the season. Yeah, probably not. But it, it would be good to give Markstrom some night nights off and, and let him, you know, get some uh, get some rest and, and be sharp for the playoffs. But, uh, Marcus, you, you are a big Avalanche fan as well. Um, let's oh. say they're your second team. Mm-hmm. What did you see in that game uh, from the highlights? Uh, let's let's I mean, I mean let's let's get a coach's perspective. What were you thinking? Um, oh, you they just got the a highlights? they're they're a fast team. They play with a lot of pace. They got a lot of depth, so they can roll lines a little bit more than than the Flames might generally do. So I think they they can push the pace a little bit harder than than a lot of teams. Uh, they got a lot of guys bought into what they're doing, and and then obviously they can do that because. A lot of the guys are taking some pay cuts to to allow the team to bring in some big pieces, and I think that's part of how you can win now in today's NHL with, with the salary cap. And then, yeah, I think like you said, their goaltending might be a bit of a question mark, but their depth on forward and defense is uh, is pretty close to second to none in the NHL. I would say right now, um, you know, you got Tyson Jost on what's at the third or fourth line, and he could be a skill guy in a lot of other teams and a top six forward. So I think, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, when you have that kind of depth and those kind of weapons to play with, it's, it's gotta be fun to be on that coaching staff and you can probably do a lot of different things with them. Yeah. And it, it, I think Chris was right in, in the fact that they're, they're very similar to 
the Flames position as well because I mean, you know, obviously they have Rantanen and Landis Cog signed long term, but Nate's only got one more year after this at six point three. Um, Burakovsky, Kadri, they're both going to be UFAs. Kadri's having just a freaking amazing season, yeah. uh, one for the books, and you know you, you've you've got a lot of these guys um, that they their core is there, but um, and again, both their goaltenders are going to be UFAs as well. So this is kind of their year to to really go for it as well with this this deep of a lineup. Um, so it's it's going to be very interesting to see because uh, I think right now I would say that Flames and Colorado are likely have tickets for the Western Conference Final. Would you guys agree? <laughs> no. There's no. Still a lot of season left, and you got to oh, get through some boy. hard teams. There's, it's a lot of it's a, it's yeah. a pretty fair league right now. Uh, it'll be tough to get to, to the Western Final, I think. So no guarantees yeah. in the NHL now. No. Like Colorado hasn't even made it past the second round, shockingly, like over the last couple of years, even though they have been my favorite team. I think I've had them winning the cup in all my pools for the last couple of years, but didn't, didn't happen. And for the flames, yeah, they got to win a round, let alone two grand. <laughs> Holy. Well, I'm I mean, just trying to be, you know, positive know. here, boys. Supportive. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they look good. They look like they could win a playoff series or, or more this year. So we'll see. I mean, it really depends on who they play. I think they match up really poorly actually against the avalanche, uh, so hopefully that doesn't end up happening in the second round or or earlier. Um, but I think I like our matchup against almost every other team in the conference from a Flames perspective. Yeah. But I, but I think the Avs will feed us our lunch again. Maybe a little less lopsided than a couple years ago, but I, I think we would lose that series, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, that that game really gave us a sneak peek into what a series with them would be like. Right. I mean, it's um, just run and gun back and forth affair. uh, Lots of, lots of high powered offense. Uh, It, it will eventually obviously take um, a a goalie making key saves throughout the series. And I I do think that, you know, like you guys said, I, I do think we do have the edge uh, in that department with Jacob Markstrom as our number one. Uh, Darcy Kemper's a really good goaltender, but he, he's he been struggling with health his entire career. Um, so, and Franco's has kind of taken a step back. I was surprised they let Grubauer go, um, mm-hmm. to be honest, at, at the CL deadline. Um, I, I'm surprised they, they didn't get a deal done for him because... Did they... It, have Kemper signed already at that point? No, remember. they had to trade for Kemper oh, after. Um, I'm pretty sure they traded for him. Uh, they had to trade for Kemper after they lost. Uh, what's his name? Grubauer. Grubauer. Yeah. So, I, I was I was very surprised by that move. To be honest, I mean, I, I haven't really questioned Joe Sakic um, since he's been the GM no. there, uh, but th- that move letting letting Grubauer go was, was a, uh, I mean, he's not having a fantastic season in Seattle, but that's because he's on Seattle. So, you know, um, but anyway, I digress. Uh, Colorado avalanche are a good team. That's the point here. Uh, and we were able to come out with a victory. Um, 
big win for the boys. And then, of course, we roll back into the Saddle Dome against the Edmonton Oilers and squeak out. I wouldn't say squeak out. No, we 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 played pretty well. I, again, I was working every week this week. I'm working the days that the Flames are playing. I'm kind of pissed about it. Um, so I don't get to watch any of the games. They're playing again tonight against the Capitals. Um, no, the Capitals. solution is to just quit your job, Grant. And then well, I can't do that. Yeah. Really? Have to watch them afterwards, Grant. Yeah. 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 Not to do that. But uh, yeah, um, we had a huge game against the Edmonton Oilers. Tyler Toffoli scores two big goals. Uh, Johnny Gaudreau on another breakaway from Elias Lindholm just ices it uh, yeah. at the end there. And, and you know, we keep McDavid and Dreisaitl pointless throughout the night. I mean, your thoughts on the games, boys, uh, against the against the Oilers. Uh, what did you see and, and what did you like? Well, the la- wasn't the last goal a penalty kill, shorthanded goal. Good block shot, and then it's some explosiveness into the zone to score for Backlund. I think it was the, it was the no. second or third goal. Can't remember now. Um, uh, it was Toffoli for both, um, and then uh, Johnny with the third goal. Oh, sorry, I yes. was misremembering my mistake. We can edit yeah. that out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, we're keeping it in, coach. We're uh, keeping that in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, the goal was weird off of the referee's skate, just an unfortunate bounce for the well, one goal against. But that's part of the game. It happens sometimes in hockey. Well, gets to do that I, to you, so. I think uh, I'll comment on that. I think with Markstrom, I don't know if you both saw, but he'd come, he likes to come out and play the puck a lot. Almost every single dump, he'll come out and play the puck. And earlier in the game, he it was coming around the glass. And I mean, I don't know what you tell your goalies, Marcus, but I you typically want to stay in the net when it's up in the glass area, because you're probably not going to hit it anyway. And you're not going to have any control if you do get a stick on it. Um, but he, he got a stick on it and it popped up to the slot when he was behind the net the first time. And then luckily Gabranson was there. Uh, there wasn't all the right behind him, but he did the same thing on that play. And I think it nicked his stick as it was coming around the boards and, Otherwise, it would have just rimmed harmlessly around, probably. But then it off, obviously, off the skate, and then, and then into the net eventually. But so surprised he went out again after the incident in the first. But he likes to play the puck, that's for sure. Yeah, I I just don't understand how that could be a goal, though. I mean, it it obviously went off a freaking referee. Like if it went off the boards, fine. But it yeah. it went right off the referee. How can that not be? Think- and it led directly to a chance right like how could that be allowed that, that I, think, I think the only time they can call that off if it goes directly into the net off of them uh is, is when they can reverse that call otherwise if it goes to a player then it's just part of the game I think, so so like so if if i'm a player could i like if i'm good enough could i just start fucking <laughs> redirecting pox off referee skates and- <laughs> no I usually mean- they do a good job getting out of the way so <laughs> it doesn't happen too often grant so no. yeah refereeing is a tough job you gotta take it easy on the ref sometimes yes yeah. i'm just yeah. cheesed you know it took a shutout away from me boys it's uh i, I needed that in fantasy hockey here yeah <laughs> He was, yeah. He was, he was looking up ice. He wasn't even looking at the puck. It was just a freak accident, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, uh, on a night that that was the only goal that um, 
that the Oilers were able to score that night. They were only able to muster that one goal. Um, actually, a Golden Golden Bear uh, alumni actually got the assist on that one. Old Derek Ryan, former hmm. Flame, uh, actually ended up getting an assist on on that goal as well. So, um, yeah, shout national out to, champion with the Golden Bears, I believe. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Shout out to old Doc. Um, sad that he's left Calgary to go there, but you know what can you do? Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, we were able to effectively shut down the the Oilers in that game. I mean, I, what they had two or three power plays in the first period that we were able to kill off. Yeah, I think it was. I think two, two. Uh, yeah, both bad penalties. Um, yeah, but that's it is what it is. Flames like to do that occasionally. Yeah. We, yeah. Backlands was especially weird. He had like a two-on-one, and he decided to just like button hook and take a guy out for an interference call. <laughs> Very <laughs> odd play. I don't. Maybe he thought the puck was there. I don't know. Definitely looked weird. But yeah, we killed it off. Good penalty kill. They were Oilers were hobbled yesterday. They had I think six or seven guys regulars out of the lineup. Um, but we still shut down the big boys. So that was good to see. They were pretty lifeless. They didn't have much. I don't really remember super great chances for them. Uh, to score on Markstrom there, so good game, great game, really. Always well, good Dreisaitl. to win the Battle of Alberta, right? Always nice to win awesome. that Battle of Alberta. Um, Dry Settle doesn't agree with you there, though, uh, Chris. He he thinks that uh, direct quote: "We played a solid game, I think, hmm. but you're not going to win many games when you score one goal." Yeah. So, well, Dry Settle. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> He's a lot to say to the media, that's for sure. He does, yeah. He really I, 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 I don't think they had much of anything going on. The Flames were pretty efficient, no. snuffing them out. They might have had some zone time, but... You I might have know. stole that quote from Daryl Sutter. I believe Daryl Sutter said that in the past as well. <laughs> another Sutterism coming up. Yeah, yeah. there's another Sutterism. He was actually, yeah, on uh, on the post-game interviews there, um, Sutter was basically just... I mean, I, I don't think he was giving them excuses, but he basically was just saying, yeah, I mean, when you play the amount of games or the amount of minutes that McDry side will play, um, they, you know, they, they can't perform every night. You know, they're, they're, it's hard on the guys. I, I think they came off a back-to-back as well, if mm. I'm not mistaken. No? Let me check. No, I mean, they were at home. Uh, no, that's bullshit. They were at home in Montreal against Montreal, lost that game gleefully. I was pretty happy that they lost. Um, and then <laughs> <laughs> and then they came to Calgary on the 7th. So, you know, they had a full day to go up north three hours. So there's no excuse. They should. Uh... I mean, I'm not complaining. It was nice to see uh, the two big guys shut down um, and our yeah. big guns start scoring. I mean, Tyler Toffoli has been, man, two goals, 13 minutes, 55 seconds of ice time. Talk about efficient there. Uh, what a wicked release this guy has, too. I mean, both both goals that he had, he picked top corner where grandma hides the cookies. <laughs> like, it, it, was, yeah. it was beautiful. It was beautiful. I mean, you know, we that has been something that we've been missing, uh, I would say, since Jerome McGinley. Like, I, I've mentioned this before. Since Jerome McGinley has left, we haven't had a guy who can just come down on you and, and you know score a goal when he wants to, like Tyler Toffoli did just there. Would you guys agree? 
Yeah, I would. I, I don't really – maybe a couple guys who could do it, like, very rarely. But, uh, yeah, Tyler, Tyler, we did need Tyler to fully uh, – just a pure goal scorer. Daryl said it in his conference yesterday, too, just knows how to score. It doesn't take, doesn't take many chances uh, for him to put a goal in the net. And kind of reminds me of Monaghan with those – like, old Monaghan, I should say, the quick hands in front. <laughs> Uh, just being able to being able to pick a corner, get the puck up really quickly into the top of the net. Like that first goal was actually, if you look at it again, it was a pretty tough goal because the goalie was right there. He had to get it pretty much instantly up, and he did and picked the corner. We were missing that. And, yeah, it shows it's nice. He's got seven goals, ten games. It's a great start for him. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, what – what, what do you even say? I mean, it, it was just both those goals were basically in the same spot. Um, he was coming right down. And, and like you said, it was, he was in tight on that first one there too, to, to be able to, to get that up there um, so quickly is, is huge. And, you know, the, the only other guy that I would say could, could do that at will is probably Elias Lindholm. Uh, but I mean, obviously he's kind of, not bogged down, but he's more responsible for the defensive zone and, and making sure that his transition game is good. Um, but uh, yeah, having to fully there is, is just a boon for this team. Uh, Marcus, if, if you had a player like Tyler, like what, how would you coach this guy? Like what, what do you even say after, after a performance like that? <laughs> well, it's tough to sit and watch the full game. So I can tell you that. And, but uh, I know that he's a pretty complete player. Plays a you know full two hundred foot game, solid defensively, and you know does a lot of the right things, little details, little habits that you need to have to, to be successful. He's isn't he a Stanley Cup champion with Sutter? I believe is it two yes, time or one time? I can't remember if it's twice or once. I think it's one time, once. I believe. Yeah, it's just once. So he knows what it takes to get pick up for them. You need you need those kind of guys in the locker room. And what did Daryl say when they picked him up? It's easy to like a guy that plays 200 feet, right? So you want to you need those guys in your lineup, those good habits that can provide that kind of leadership and help take the Flames to the next level. So I think it was a good pickup for the Flames for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And Johnny Gaudreau scoring his 23rd of the season. He's got 50 assists on the season already, yeah. 73 points in 55 games. What what can we say about Johnny? I mean, he's an all-star. I need to sign him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when he's hot, he's hot. He's he's a bit streaky though, so that's kind of what worries me about him. And I want to see him perform better in the playoffs. Like, yeah, I think that's what everybody's kind of looking for. That's a big question mark with him is the playoff performance. So hopefully he can figure that out. I think as he gets older, he'll start to figure out more and more, and uh, it'll be better for the Flames once he does. Yeah, I. You got something to say there, Chris? Oh, I was just gonna say. I think um, like. In the years we've had the playoffs, he's been pretty much you shut down that line, and then we're pretty much we're done. Like so, you can really focus on that. I think mm-hmm. this year I have a little optimism in the playoffs because yes, that is a big line, and you need to shut them down. But we can also score uh, on the other two lines, and that fourth line, depending on the trade deadline, what, what happens? Maybe we can have another three lines that could put in a goal. But our top goal scorer is Manjupane, who's on a different line. So, um, I mean. Yeah, I, I think I, I think he'll have a good playoffs this year. It, you know, all things considered, depending on who they play. But um, yeah, I'm excited yeah. to see what he does. But 
hopefully we can get him signed. And I think a lot of the success of Lindholm and Kachuk is, is tied to Johnny, much similar to Sean Monaghan's success yeah. earlier in his career was tied to Johnny. Uh, he, he makes other players uh, a lot better around him, for sure. Yeah. And that's when you know you've got a legitimate superstar, right? And when you have a guy who can get the points, but then also be able to elevate the games of the teammates that he plays with. Uh, and you're you're a hundred percent right there, Chris. Actually, I was I was just about to say that um, as well. Something similar that I, I am optimistic this season because we now with especially with the Tyler Toffoli edition, um, we now have you know, three lines that can score. I mean, Blake Coleman was hot for a little bit there. Uh, he's a little cold now, but um, like he can gun in and, and score some, some key goals. He's a back-to-back -back Stanley cup champion. He knows what it takes to win as well. Um, he's playing on our second line with Mangiapane and, uh, and Backland. And then what you got to on that third line playing with Monaghan and Lucic and maybe Dubé, but you know, the, it's it's really good to see. And then, of course, Ruzicka is having a, a great, fantastic season for his rookie year. Um, so everywhere you look, it's kind of like, you know, we're, we're it's it's not just the one line that's producing for us like it was in 2018-19. The first line is just scorching hot, but the rest of the team is contributing. They're all scoring goals when they need to. They're doing all the little things that are necessary to win games. Daryl Sutter's really uh, hammered that into them, and they've all bought in. And it's it's been such a, a joy to watch um, them play this winning style of hockey. And um, yeah, I mean, it's 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 so much fun to watch. I mean, even the fourth line. I mean, I I, I mentioned it before too. The only forward who doesn't have a goal is Brett Ritchie. <laughs> yeah, so, I know. <laughs> So, you know, like that's that says something, you know, was before, I mean, 2018, 19, I'm sure we had a handful of guys who, you know, didn't score any goals or even last, at one or two. Even last year, I think like there was a long time before our fourth line even got a point. Like they were not yeah. doing anything on the ice when they were there. So it's definitely nice to see. Yeah, those depth pieces, Dominic Simone and um, mm. Joaquin Nordstrom and Josh Levo, they, they did not... They were not the pieces. Yeah, they were not the right pieces. Brett Ritchie was was among them too, even. Uh, but yeah, it's it's been super fun to watch. I mean, we're we're playing the Caps tonight. Ovi's coming. Um, John Carlson, Backstrom, Kuznetsov. This is going to be a big game. Uh, do you guys want to have any predictions for for tonight's game, or, or what what are you thinking? What are you expecting against uh, against the Capitals here? Chris, why don't you lead it off? You're the expert. Right. I don't know. I, I think uh, I, I hate Ovi when he comes to town because he always he's just the best one of the if not the best goal scorer of all time. I would say, yeah, um, pure goal scorer. So uh, hopefully we can stay out of the box. If we don't stay out of the box, we're in trouble. If we stay out of the box, uh, I think we can win. You know, I think we can beat the Capitals. Um, I think the East is kind of artificially inflated this year. They have like a bunch of teams are killing it like really, really good. And then there's a bunch of bottom feeders uh, on the other half. So I think a lot of records are inflated, you know, the flames, when they went through the East, I think they had limited problems. They win most of the games, they go to the East. So 
Um, they play their style. I think they can win, and I think you know we can come away with like a two-one, three-one victory, similar to last night. I think. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna say four-two with an empty net goal. That's my prediction for the Flames. I think it'll be a tight game. Um, and yeah, if we can limit that top line and those guys will be successful. Um, tough to do though. They're they're top guys for a reason. So it'll be a, it'll be a hard fought game, but I'm sure we'll be prepared and it'll be fast and exciting hockey. Yeah, the last five games for the Capitals, they're two and three. I mean, they've mm-hmm. they've uh, they've beat the Rangers, the Flyers, or sorry, they lost to the Rangers, Flyers, and the Maple Leafs. And they beat Carolina and uh, Seattle. This season's been kind of weird for them. They've they've had some very uh, up and down. They've had a very up and down season. I mean, their their goaltenders have been a little problematic. Um, Samsonov and uh, oh, shit, what's his name? Vitek Vanacek have they've kind story. of been yeah they've kind of been splitting the starts. Um, they've uh, and they really haven't been able to roll one guy. Um, they've been running through inconsistent stretches of late. Um, they're actually hanging on to – hanging on. They have 10 points up on the Columbus Blue Jackets uh, for the second wildcard spot. <laughs> so, um, so they'll probably make the playoffs. Uh, but, uh, yeah, they're, 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 not, they're not a weak team by any means. I mean, Boston no. and Washington are the two wildcard teams in, in, the, wild, in the Eastern Conference. Um, but, yeah, I, th- I think you guys are right. I mean, um, it's going to be a tight game. Uh, lots of offense, I think. 4-2 is a pretty good, a pretty good score. Um, I'm going to go with 5-3, to three, though. Uh, no empty net goal. Uh, I'm going to say Hattie for, for Johnny just, just, because, just because he's on fire, and I think uh, he's going to get he's going to get some goals here. Uh Predictions on starting goaltender back to back, second night of a back to back. Markstrom played last night. Um, Markstrom. Markstrom's yeah. going to play. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, think it'll so. be Markstrom. Yeah. You think Marky's playing again? Sutter's so done it. Yes, sir. Yeah. Sutter's so done it many times this year. And he just had a rest. He'll be like, oh, he just rested because he played with <laughs> <Lugar> our <laughs> once. <laughs> it's like, oh, he's rested now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to see us give old Vladar a chance, but I mean, you obviously can't take the Capitals lightly. Um, what do you? What do you? Th- what are your thoughts on that, actually, Marcus? Before we before we end the show here, I, I want to get your thoughts on that. Like, uh, you you guys play back to backs pretty often. I mean, um, that's that's a pretty big thing. So, do you run the same guy? Do you like ask him first, or is it just like purely? What no, do you we, guys think? We have uh, three very good goalies on our team, but. Uh... As a staff, we've kind of gone with two guys for the whole year, um, Nick Schneider and the other one's Taz Berman. Um, usually the one will play Friday, one will play Saturday. Um, and then if we get into an elimination game in the playoffs, we'll have a decision to make as a coaching staff if a guy goes back-to-back or we go with our game one starter again. Um, there are teams in the league that do go back to back. I think it just depends on their goalie situation. Like UBC is a good example of that. They have one of the better goalies in U in U Sport, uh, Ryland Toth. Uh, he's played basically ninety percent of their games, so he's gone back to back almost all year. So it just kind of depends on the situation and 
how comfortable you are with your goalies and and what you think they can handle. I think both our guys could handle back-to-backs, but with the depth we have, there's no reason to uh, to overstress their bodies. And yeah. it's good to keep two guys prepared for, for whatever comes up, injuries or whatever it happens to be. So, But I think uh, NHL with Markstrom, every point matters. you got to make sure you're putting in the guy you think gives you the best opportunity to win as often as possible. And that's probably why Marky gets the, the start tonight, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. And I I'm happy with Mark from starting. It's just I don't I don't want him to break down and then, you know I not mean, that we're stuck with Vidar for the playoffs, but you know, we're we're we kind of be stuck with Vidar for the playoffs. Markstrom gets who we call up old Dustin Wolf, you know. Old Dusty. Yeah. Pull, uh, <laughs> Jordan Bennington for the Flames, maybe. That would actually be quite the story. It would be, yeah. That would be quite the story. We'd have quite the goalie controversy on our hands if, uh, if or controversy if you're British, I suppose. But um, cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we'd have quite the goalie controversy um, if if we do. I, I I'd like to see Dustin Wolf come up. Um, maybe not now, but next year. Yeah, barring an injury, like unless there's an injury, he'll he's going to stay down there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let him percolate. He's only twenty. Fuck it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. So I think that is a good place to end. Uh, do you guys have anything else you want to bring up or talk about before we sign off? No. Good luck in the finals, Marcus. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, I just want to say thanks for having me on. It's been a pleasure talking to you guys again and seeing you again, Chris. It's been a long time. So Yeah, it has been. And uh, hopefully you guys cheer for the Bears here in the, in the finals for Canada West and National Championship. Absolutely. Well, I'll be there on Friday. Um, Chris, if you want to come up, you know. Yeah, it's just a short little jaunt, isn't it? Yeah, short little jaunt. Yeah, it's only three hours. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. We'll, we'll definitely be there on Friday, or I'll definitely be there on Friday, I should say. Um, and then, uh, yeah, thank you so much for coming on, Marcus. Uh, we appreciate you taking the time out of your schedule. I mean, you've obviously got class and practice and coaching abilities. And so, you know, we, uh, we appreciate you taking the time there to, to jump on and, and chat with us and yeah, good luck in the finals. Go flames, go, go bears, go, I suppose. Um, but yeah. no, go bears, go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you guys next time. The flames take on the capitals tonight and then we'll probably, have our next episode up on friday so we'll talk to you guys then if you like the podcast please rate share and subscribe you can find us on all the podcast directories um you know spotify apple podcasts and uh bring your friends your family bring your mom that'd be uh, very much appreciated and until friday we will catch you guys soon signing off you're listening to the hockey podcast network on twitter at hockey New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.